Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man vs. Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Good afternoon and welcome to the next edition of Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am Baxter Colburn. Yeah, and this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan, welcome back to the great Midwest. It's cold, it's rainy, it's not nearly as humid as the beautiful state that is Texas and the city that is Houston. 90 degrees when I was there, Baxter. Ooh. I absolutely loved it. Did you really? I really did, man. It was, uh, you know, it was raining up here, and I knew that, so to be in that sunshine, 90 degree weather the first day, I think about 86 the next day with Jeez. a nice breeze. Yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous down there. I can absolutely imagine it. You're fresh off your NWSL championship trip. Let's not forget the MLS game that you saw as well, too. It certainly has implications for the playoffs, the Colorado Rapids beating the Houston Dynamo as well. So. Yeah, and it was funny. I asked Pablo Mastrani in the press conference you know, you, you haven't had much offense all season. Is that something you had worked on? And he pulled a, uh, well, you could say a, a Jose Mourinho or a Ars Wagner <laughs> with, his, with his answer uh, because he had said, you know, everybody who focuses on goals, they just, they just don't understand the nuances of soccer. And, uh, you know, to, to say that we <laughs> haven't had a good offense all season is wrong. We've had a good offense. Has um, he been watching the games? Well, all I thought was, I never said you weren't. You didn't have a good offense. Yeah. I just said you've been lacking offense. <laughs> uh, so it was. It was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to have him stare me in the face and tell me that I don't know about soccer. When uh, well, I certainly think I do. I think you know a thing or two. You. I mean, that's why you at least are allowed to come back here on a weekly basis to help be right. on the show. So I would hope that you know something about it. My goodness. Well. Either way, though, Simon, we believe that you know enough about soccer, and we are thrilled because we have a huge show in store for you today. Three guests. It's been a long time since we've had three guests on the show. You're not going to really hear much from Simon and I today. You're going to hear from three fantastic guests. Uh, coming up in our second segment, we'll be joined by Milwaukee Wave head coach Giuliano Oliviero. We'll have Western New York Flash NWSL Championship goalkeeper Sabrina D'Angelo in our third segment at 1226. And finally, in our th- uh, fourth segment, I can count, uh, sporting Kansas City defender Saad Abdullah Salem will be joining us as well to talk about SKC's playoff chances and the fact that he's scored or he's gotten six assists so far this season as well. A very young, promising talent from the Akron Zips. Absolutely. Another, uh, as you said, another product of Akron who did so well under Caleb Porter, who tries to grab as many Zips players as he can for the Portland Timbers, of course. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, we do want to take a quick moment to remind all of you, of course, that you can find the show right here on Tuesdays and Thursdays live from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time. 
And, of course, you can get everything else you need to know about the show on demand at our website, twoupfrontsoccer.com, as well. You can find us on Facebook. Type in Two Up Front in that search bar. And while you're there, why not give our Facebook page a like? Uh, you can also find us at Twitter, at Two Up Front Soccer. You can also find our personal Twitter handles, at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. Yes, indeed, Simon. Well, let's talk about your, your wonderful trip that was down to the great state of Texas. Uh, a, a great experience overall you got a chance to meet a lot of people and just kind of walk us through what, what your what your day by day was kind of like yeah absolutely it was great because the commissioner of the nwsl jeff plush was actually at the game on uh, on saturday night the mls game so got to have a quick chat with him and and uh, he, we've talked about having him on the show yeah which he seemed excited about he was very pleased to know that there's a Show in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that's covering the NWSL. Woo! Well, because we're only about an hour away from the league offices in Chicago. Absolutely. So so we'll be in touch with, with the NWSL offices, speaking of that, and hopefully have him on the show soon enough. I uh, got to meet you know a couple of marketing directors, of course, from the... Houston Dynamo, mm. Houston Dash, same guy, Edgar. We've we've been in contact with him. Love Obviously, Edgar. Edgar's been fantastic. He's he's helped us out with getting a lot of Dash players on. Um, let's see what else, Baxter. I was also field level taking some shots. So speaking of our Facebook page, if you want to check out some of the photos I did take, and thanks to my dear wife for our anniversary buying yeah. me a telephotic lens so I could take some decent shots, go to our Facebook page and you can see shots from both the MLS game as well as the NWSL Championship Day, not just the game, but the yep. day. Of course, I got to attend the press conferences, which had uh, Wade Barrett, uh, Pablo Mastorani, and then in the NWSL, it was... Um, well, I came in late to the Spirit press conference because I was busy still taking shots on the field of the Western New York Flash celebrating, but Jim Gabara and uh, Christine Naren yep. were, were there. And then for uh, Western New York Flash, Paul Riley, I think he was so excited to actually be talking about the game, yeah. considering <laughs> he was up in the box for his ejection from the, uh, the semifinal game. Of course, Sabrina was there as well. And then uh, Abby... Fell Camper. Yes, thank you. Was, I uh, got you. You're actually, tired, no, so. it wasn't. It wasn't Fell Camper. No, wasn't Fell Camper. No, it was. It was. Give me a second here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check on my shots. It's. It's one of those names that yes, I should know offhand because she is their captain. Uh, who did you say, Baxter? Abby Del Camper. No, not Del Camper. Kottmeyer? Nope. Or er, uh, actually, Urseg. Er, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yep, Abby Urseg. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, she, yep, yep, so, yep. Uh, you know, Lynn Williams wasn't there. But then after that, in the mix zone, uh, Lynn Williams was there. I got to talk to Sam Mewis, got to interview Crystal great. Dunn, uh, Ellie Krieger, who I also got some great shots of on mm-hmm. uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, who else was there in the mix zone? A lot of players. Uh, Paul Riley and I and a couple other guys, they, they had their old English thing going with each other, and I then <laughs> this American jumps in. Uh, I got to meet Paul Riley face-to-face before the game. We had a great chat. Basically, what he told us on the show is the same thing he told the girls, the ladies, sorry, uh, before heading up to his booth was basically, look, enjoy this. Mm-hmm. You've been enjoying this entire journey that you've been on, so... Don't forget to enjoy this. Exactly. And I think they did. I mean, they obviously ended up winning the game overall. But, I mean, this game as a whole was just chaos from from start to beginning, though. Like, you see Crystal Dunn just absolutely dismantle the Western New York Flash defense multiple times. But then the Western New York Flash just refusing to go away, though. They continued to battle every single second of this game. I heard the second half was kind of hit or miss for some people, depending on your opinion of the game, of course. But well, what was interesting about the second half is uh, Western New York camp- Flash came in with a change of formation. They moved mm-hmm. to a 4-3-3, and I think that affected some of their flow. But what I think what they were really looking to do is, is shut down Crystal Dunn. 
Uh, I had done a video beforehand, and as we talked again, Baxter, about on our show about how this, to me, was going to come down to the Crystal Dunn versus Sabrina D'Angelo yeah. battle, and that's exactly what did happen. Then, of course, you had the heroic efforts of Lynn Williams in stoppage time. Uh, 30 seconds left in the game, totally against the run of play at that point, and Lynn Williams puts a goal in with, surprisingly, her head, which is something that uh, all three... Um, all three folks in the presser had talked about, you know, that uh, Abby was talking about how it was amazing that Lynn Williams was right there out jumping Weiss, the goalkeeper for the Spirit, and Paul <laughs> yeah. Riley said, yeah, and we also got her to use her head on a goal. We've been trying, yeah, I was going to say, that's you've been saying, like, we've been trying to get her to use her head all season long, but she just, you know, it's not about that life, apparently, but they said they've been working on it in practice a little bit, and when you have defenders on either side of you and a goalkeeper charging out with her fists out, you really only have your head left to use. That's so. right, and in a championship game, you're going to sacrifice anything you have to, to send, send this game into penalty kicks, so just as Paul Riley said, the spirit did, uh, on the day, I, I don't like to say deserved, but on the day, they were definitely the better team. Yes. Uh, but the Western New York Flash, as we've talked about on the show, Baxter, did not give up. They they fought and fought and fought. And next thing you know, they're uh, unexpectedly going on to a shootout yeah. and beyond that, winning the thing. Now, I want to give us credit for something, Baxter. Okay. Paul Riley had said, I don't think anybody picked the Western New York Flash to win this game. We did. We did. Both Woo! of us. I love it. We picked. I picked them both times. You picked again. You picked against them in the other game. In the, the of yes, and they played Portland. Yes. but yep. I mean, yep. I understand. I understand that we forgive you for that. But <laughs> just an absolutely. I don't think enough people are giving credit to the Samantha, the Sam Mewis goal that she scored, where she had it on her left foot, cut it back completely, like opened up the entire face of the goal, and then buried it in the far post. Like that's a clinical finish that you don't see a lot of midfielders and or forwards be able to do consistently. Absolutely. And as I talked about with Sam, that not only was it a, a great goal, but at the time it came was greatly needed because Washington was just destroying the flash. And, you know, the flash got downfield a few times, Mm -hmm. but for her to put that goal in uh, when she did changed not necessarily total momentum of the game, but enough that it kept the flash in the game. Exactly. And I think any time that you can have a player that continues to step up, I think people need to start really looking hard at Sam Mewis now and being like, she she gets it. Oh, she's, yeah. She's absolutely. matured. Like, she absolutely. is. You've seen a lot of the, the pre-NWSL season articles about her. It was Jill Ellis saying, look, she's a good player, but I want to see if she can mature. I think she's done that and more. I'll talk to you real quick about this, Baxter, because I know we've got a, a break to get to. But uh, Jill Ellis was in the press room at yep, halftime of right. that. And that was one of the things that I had asked her about is, here you are, national team coach scouting this game. How great does it feel to see Sam Mewis and Crystal Dunn score goals five minutes from apart, mm-hmm. uh, apart from each other? And Jill just... Biggest smile on her face. She said, that's that's the best thing you can ask for when you come to a game like this. Exactly, especially, especially since she's on this youth movement now, basically. She wants to find those gals that are going to be the next generation, not necessarily all the veterans right now. And if you can have Sam Mewis and Crystal Dunn, who I think aren't even over the age of 23, I, either of them, that's, that's massive. Well, and as she said, too, is that's the way it should always be run. You should always be looking towards the next World Cup. After you, you know, after you finish one cycle, you should be prepping players for the next. Exactly. I completely agree with you on that one. All right, we have to get to our break, but when we come back, we've got more in store for you. You are listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Back right after this.
Welcome back to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan, continuing to roll along with the show. Reminder for you, if you want to get at the show, we are on Facebook, Two Up Front, and on Twitter, at Two Up Front Soccer, at Baxter Colburn, and at Simon Provan. Time now for a hometown spotlight. Two in a row for the for the following weeks, last week and now this week again. We had Mark Litton on last week. And now we get to welcome in the head coach of the Milwaukee Wave, Giuliano Oliviero. Good afternoon, coach. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Baxter. Thanks for having me, Simon. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you as well, coach. Uh, the the season just a couple of short days away from kicking off. You've got a, a friendly coming up as well in the next couple of days as well. On the nineteenth, how's how's the team looking? How are you feeling? You know what? I feel uh, I feel really positive about this year's team. Uh, over the off season. Uh, we we made some uh, tough tough decisions as an organization. Uh, we we went a li- with the youth movement a little bit, and we got younger, and uh, we're excited about it. You know, through the process though, you we lost a, a couple of uh, very experienced players, uh, not only very good players, but but also quality people. Um, but we're looking ahead right now, and uh, we like uh, we like what we're seeing uh, in preseason so far. So you say a youth movement, but I think it's fair to also say a Canadian movement on the team. <laughs> a lot of the Canadian futsal national players yeah, signing with you the know, Wave. Uh, I got to go up and watch uh, watch uh, the Canadian futsal camp before they, they left for Costa Rica to uh, play the U.S. And uh, the goalkeeper was, was superb, and, the, and just the overall group was really good. Ian Bennett was a part of it, uh, obviously. And they went into Costa Rica, and we, f- we followed the games uh, very closely, and... Uh, and what we saw was was pretty impressive uh, on both sides. You know, the can- Canadian team. I think they tied the first game versus the U.S. and and did really well in the second game. And and we got to see those players not only in practice but but also in in game situations and important game situations. And that was that was big for us because you like to see the training habits of players. You know, uh, as w- and and how they get along with their teammates as well as as what they can do. Uh, in crucial moments of games and and we got to see both and and we're really excited and and not only that along the process we got to watch also like uh daniel matos former brazilian Mm -hmm. now u.s uh futsal player uh we got to see him play for the u.s so um all all in all uh we're really excited so I'm, i'm curious how the training from futsal then transfers over to our version of the game with the with indoor and the boards how you know how to it, it's more similar than probably the outdoor game, but but there's still a lot of differences. I think the similarities, you know, you look at the tight spaces and being able to play in tight spaces uh, is beneficial. And, and with those tight pa- spaces comes uh, quicker decision-making, uh, you know, knowing what you're going to do with the ball before you receive it, little things like that. Uh, obviously, you can't replicate... Uh, replicate the boards uh it, it's kind of you know whoever controls the chaos the best is is probably the team that's the <laughs> the most successful and and you look at these some of these futsal players and uh you know technically you you got to be spot on to you know otherwise balls are going to be bouncing out of bounds on a consistent basis and you bring the boards into play and you know bad touches or bad passes you know they kind of get swept under the rug here and there and and sometimes they work for you you know because Really, you just never know how that ball is going to bounce off the boards, and and you know whoever reacts the quickest is is probably going to have the most success. Now, coach, it's been a couple of seasons since the wave have hoisted a trophy. Is with this youth movement, is this kind of a we want to win now situation, or are you going to try to continue to be good for a couple of seasons as a whole? 
Uh, you know what? It's it's a bit of both, actually. You know, we looked at the last four or five years, and and it hasn't really been there, and it's kind of been the same team on the field uh, year in and year out. So not only do we want to build for the future, but we feel bringing these guys in gives us also the opportunity to win now. And you know, with indoor soccer, there's quick turnarounds, and you know, with with younger legs, you know, you also get quicker recovery time, and mm-hmm. and you know, you might play well on a Friday and have no legs on a Saturday and you know does age play a factor in that you know I, I've been there I you know I played in my 40s absolutely it, it does so uh, to have uh, those players with the quicker recovery time and and in indoor soccer I think is is going to benefit us and you know the thing that we need to teach these younger guys is you know we need them to to like like I said earlier play in crucial moments and and learn as they go, you know, so we're treating all 20, all 20 home, ga- uh, all 20 regular season games we're going to treat as playoff games. Seems that you start the season a lot on the road, if I'm looking at the schedule correctly, and you finally get a, a home game here in middle of November. I don't, I'm not sure if some of these are preseason or not, Giuliano, but how do you prep in a league like this where I'm assuming you do more busing than, than flying? If, if, do I have that correct? You have that correct. Yeah, so, so you know, how, do you, how do you handle that as a professional athlete, as a professional coach? Yeah, you know, uh, definitely not something that, uh, that we wanted. You look at our schedule, the first four games are on the road. First games in Kansas City, who in my opinion the last three years have been the best team. And then our second road game second game of the season's in Baltimore, last year's champion. So we're opening up our first two games, probably against the two top teams in the last five years. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not something that we would ask for before, but it is what it is, and we got to deal with it. And So we got the first four on the road, and then, uh, you know, it, it's interesting uh, with the bus trip. So we're in Cedar Rapids, I believe, November 18th, and then November 19th is our home opener against uh, Kansas City. So the schedule's not really working in our favor. We're not going to use it as an excuse. We're going to prepare the best we can, and, and we're going to take it game by game. So uh, the moment we enter Kansas City, uh, November 4th, uh, we're going in there, and that's a game we want to have. So when you, when you get the opportunity to play teams that are, in your opinion, some of the best in the league right off the season, that kind of gives you, though, as an opportunity to evaluate your players and say, look, we actually know right away pretty much how good we are or how not we are because you get the opportunity to say, like, we're comparing ourselves against the best that there is out there. Baxter, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that comment. Uh, you know, if we're going in there, we're going to gauge it right away. And at the same time, you, you know, you look at the, the overall season and, and they've made it more difficult this year. Only two teams from each division make the play. So wow. it is, in essence, it's it's 20 playoff games. So uh, with that said, though, it, you do, you get to gauge yourselves against the best teams in the league. Right Which I think gate. is what you want, I think, at the end of the day, too, for especially from a coaching standpoint, be like, look, yeah, these guys might be good against each other in practice or in that preseason game, but if you can get after the best teams right away, you're like, okay, I've got a pretty good idea of what we're a- dealing with. Absolutely. And, and Kansas City's ended our season, I think, four years in a row. So, oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, you know what we 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 were able to get a win against them last year and and with this year's team you know what we're we're hopefully coming out of the gate we're we're ready to go and we're going into Kansas City like I said we want to go in there and get a, a positive result. So based off some of the players you've already signed and or are returning, do you have a couple of guys that you've got your eye on that you're really hoping to either produce a lot you know this year for you? Um, obviously, Ian Bennett. He's been our leading scorer three years in a row. Uh, he's looking really good right now. Uh, you got you know veteran player like Marcio Liete, um who who uh 
you know, who's been one of the best players in mm-hmm. the entire league the, the past decade. Uh, you got those two guys, and, you know, we were able to, to make a, a trade that we think, uh, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Andre Hain from St. Louis, uh, just a fantastic target forward. And, and Max Ferdinand's entering his second season with the Wave, so he's he's more comfortable with the group he's with. And, and uh, again, you know, in my opinion, he's a top-five player in the league. So the ability's there. You know, it's, it's up to us to come together early and, and just sustain it through uh, through the season. You talk about one of the best players in the league, of course, recently retired Nick Vorberg, one of the best goalkeepers that the league had for a while. I'm just curious, was that uh, was that his decision? Was it a mutual decision? And it, I believe he's still an assistant coach with the team as well. Yeah, you know, Nick, uh, you know, close, close friend. Uh, he's been a great teammate, a great leader in the dressing room and also on the field. Uh, you know, do I think he could still play? Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, the decision was Nick's, 100% Nick's. Uh, he felt where he was where he was at his career and, and transitioning in the coaching world. He's also at Marquette with, uh, with the women's program. He just thought it, uh, this was probably the best time with, with us making our roster moves as we were, and he thought it was a good fit that uh, he himself uh, stepped down. So, yeah, that was, you know, Nick. Nick deserved the right to, to make it his call at the end of the day when he wanted to, uh, you know, call it a day on his playing career. But I think he's got a real positive future uh, in the coaching world. Does that mean we're going to see more of uh, Matt Isold then in goal now? or You know, uh, Matt, uh, Matt's looking good. Matt's reflexes are, uh, are fantastic. Uh, you know, he's, he's entering, uh, I believe, his third season. So uh, he's got, he knows himself. Uh, he's still developing uh, and getting used to the indoor game. Uh, he, He's a great outdoor keeper, and just being able to make those passes with his feet uh, is an area that he needs to work on. Uh, we, we were lucky enough to bring in Rafael Diaz uh, from Detroit Waza Flow, uh, as well as the Canadian futsal goalie. So, I mean, there's competition in every position this year, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, it's healthy competition. So the, the guys know they got to perform day in and day out, and, and also, you know, obviously who produces in games as well is extremely important. All right, Giuliano, if you want to really quick let the fans know again about you got a home preseason game, you've got the 33-year uh, celebration coming up, if you want to just let people no, know about that. absolutely. Uh, we got the 11 a.m. game uh, October 19th versus our rival, the Chicago Mustangs. It's $3 tickets. We'd love to see everyone come out. And, and obviously our home opener uh, November 19th against the Kansas City Comets, uh, who, who eliminated us from the playoffs. Uh, the more support we get, at the UWM Panther Arena, that you know, the better it is for our players. They thrive off the fans, and and we we believe we got the best fans in the entire league. Well, fantastic. Well, coach, we wish you guys the very best of luck, and we uh, hope to have you on uh, midseason as well to check things out and see how you're feeling about the team. All right. Thank you, Baxter Simon. Thank you guys very much. You're Thanks, absolutely. Giuliano. Good luck this season. All right, we are going to run to a break. When we come back, Sabrina D'Angelo of the Western New York Flash will be here with us. Stay tuned. You're listening to Two Upfront, presented by ShopFootsall.com.
Back inside the studio, two up front, rolling right along. I am Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan. Are you not entertained, sir? Are you excited to go back down to Houston, but not really back actually to New York instead? I, 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 I'm very much excited to do this, I don't know Baxter. if you followed where I was going. I, I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, uh, we are thrilled to uh, to welcome in on the ShopFutsal.com line, Western New York Flash goalkeeper. She made three massive saves in the penalty kick shootout. Oh, and by the way, she's an NWSL champion. It is Sabrina DeAnne. Angelo, welcome to the show, Sabrina. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, we are so thrilled to have you, Sabrina. First of all, congratulations. Has it has it really set in yet for you? I know all the pomp and circumstance of Sunday and you know having yesterday to kind of recover as well too, but has it did you wake up this morning or like, holy cow? And yeah, yeah, actually it did end up happening. Yeah, these last couple of days have been like I've had to pinch myself that it's it's real life and we did that. Yeah, so it's it's been a dream come true for sure. Sabrina, this is Simon. Uh, you had to be on an emotional roller coaster. Uh, the way that Washington Spirit scored that first goal, Crystal Dunn just beating you to that ball. Um, I actually got a couple of great pictures of you that I'll, I'll have to tag you and, and send them your way. But uh, so that first goal gets scored and see it on your face, very disappointed. And then a hundred and what thirty minutes later, I guess you could say you're an NWSL champion. So walk us through that emotional journey you went on through that game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the first goal, I thought it was going to skip into me a little bit quicker. It was slick um, warming up because they had watered the field, and unfortunately, it didn't take that right bounce, and Crystal's a phenomenal player, and of course, it got there first and and made the, made the shot, and I mean, at that moment, when she scored, it's like, okay, I'll let myself sulk about it until they blow the whistle game, again and the game starts, but I had to move on, and we had still plenty of time to play. And as you can see, we were able to tie it up and win it. And I mean, when you make mistakes like that at this level, you, you have to forget about it and play the rest of the game. And fortunately I'm not kicking myself now about it because we did win. And I'm grateful that, that Sammy and Lenny and the rest of the team were able to pull it out. And it's just unbelievable the way it worked out with PKs and everything. Absolutely. And not only in the PK shootout, but you made some marvelous saves as well throughout the game, ending the ending the day officially with five saves. So, you know, let's let's not be remiss here. You 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 definitely played a big part in this game, not just in that shootout, which in and of itself was was massive. <laughs> but I have to ask you about preparing for that game. Did you did you study each player where they tend to put their penalty kicks? And that's is that how you did so well in the shootout? Um, no, actually we didn't really study the PKs too much. I knew Dee just from training with her. I had an idea of where she went and her tendencies, but she's a phenomenal player as well and can go both ways. Um, but yeah, no, we had practiced them within our team, but nothing as far as looking into their team and what, um, they were doing. I just kind of went with my gut and dove away. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. What's um so I'm curious now that the season is is kind of done and over with now. I mean, obviously, if people can continue to focus on what happened with the championship game, did Coach Riley has he reached out to you ladies at all yet, and really just kind of reiterated plans for next season yet, or is it still a little too early? Is he letting you guys at least enjoy a couple of days before it's back to the back to the off season workouts and training? Um, we were actually together all this morning. We had a closing meeting, and he just kind of went through some things and. We're hoping the team kind of stays the same, but you never know with this league with trades and new players coming in. But we're a young team, and it, and I'm hoping we'll stay together and continue to develop. And, I mean, he's he is so proud of us, and we're honored to be 
under his guidance. And I mean, I just think it was a brilliant team effort all throughout the year. So many people played a huge impact in the team and especially from my position as a goalkeeper being injured for part of the season in a way like having Kate and Britt step up and be there for me and, and the team was amazing. And I think it's just incredible. And I hope the team does a core amount of us stay the same. I have to say, watching the entire Western New York Flash team during warm-ups, it was obviously how loose everybody was. And I know Riley, Coach Riley, has been preaching all season long about enjoy the experience. And he really, when he was on our show and when I talked to him before the game, he was saying the same thing as well. I just told the ladies, go out there and enjoy it. Did you have extra motivation with Paul not being on the bench with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, a little bit. And then the same at the same time, it was the... It was a championship game, but it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to be on the field with us, but we could see him up in the stands and just being able to see him and knowing he's there is enough for us, I think. And Scott did a brilliant job taking over as head coach for the day. And, I mean, as soon as we won and we saw him on the field, we all ran to him because we were so happy to be able to do that for him and the entire coaching staff. When you were when you were able to overcome all the injuries that you did have this season, we talked to you earlier on in the season. And you had said that you had, I believe, it was fractured your wrist, or had you had, I think you had fractured one wrist and then you fractured the other. I forget exactly what it, what it all was, but being able to to come back and then be a part of this, but now you get to kind of say, look, you know, I I'm actually one of the better goalkeepers in this league now. I've won a championship. I stood up high in a penalty kick shootout and you know help basically you know win the game for my team. Do you do you feel that you deserve to be considered one of the top maybe three or four goalkeepers in this league now after, you know, there's a lot bigger names, quote-unquote, on paper that might be listed ahead of you? Um, I don't know so much yet. I, I think I've developed a lot since last year, and I'll continue to develop as a young player, and I just think it's making sure I get some consistency, consistency in my game and, and continue to grow and, and learn and read and, t- and just time management and management throughout the game and making sure I'm still developing to become a consistent goalkeeper who's performing well at that level. I think that's what will kind of put me at the next next stage of my career and possibly hopefully continue to do well. And you say that um, <laughs> I saved the team on the in the PKs, but they did the job to get us to the PKs. I think without Lenny's goal, obviously, we're not going to be there. And without all 124 minutes before that. Absolutely, yeah. The PKs would have never happened. So, yes, I was able to do my job in the PKs, but the whole team got us there before that. So I think that's a huge part of it as well. Well, speaking about a huge team, I noticed that whenever a player went down, whether it was for the Flash or for the Spirit, the entire Flash team got together and had said words with each other. What what goes on in those moments where you are as a group taking those 30 extra seconds to focus in on the game? What what do you What do you all say to each other? I mean, it's most, it's some of it's motivational stuff and then other, it's just tactical adjustments that we need to be making. Um, as the game gets later, as it goes later into the game, it's more motivational, kind of like a, we can do this, we got this, keep working kind of thing. Um, I kind of use that, that to say, but as my little mental break. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mostly motivational stuff. Well, and speaking of changes and tactics, you guys made a big shift coming out of halftime, shifting to a 4-3-3. What was the motivation behind that? Um, just to deal with their extra man in the in the midfield. They were they had outnumbered us in the first half and um just to make sure that we had another number in the midfield and I think it really did help us. 
How important now for the, for the team going forward after they really were labeled as the underdogs with the four teams that made the playoffs, do you feel like you've kind of shattered all the disbelief now that's saying, like, look, Western New York Flash, we are a high-quality program. We've got players that, who cares if you've heard of them, we've heard of them, and they're producing at a high level. Do you consider your guys uh, a chance to make the playoffs again next season, considering how good teams like Houston and Seattle are going to potentially be again next year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important for us to take, obviously, some time off in the off season and then continue to prepare again for next season because it will be a big, a big year just to kind of prove that we could do it not only once but twice. And I think with this group of girls that's here now and us being so young, it's, we're only learning and we're getting better every day. So I think it's definitely possible for us to be able to do that. And, I mean, with Paul's guidance, it's, anything's possible for sure. You do have a young team, but you also have a great leader as well, and of course Jessica McDonald mm-hmm. been very important to the team this year. How great is it to have a leader like that, and at the same time have so many young players like yourself, like Sammy Mewis, like Lynn Williams going forward? It's got to be pretty exciting thinking about next year and perhaps even years beyond this. Yeah, I mean we're young and we're not not all of us are well known players, so there's no egos that really get in the way and I think everybody's open to each other's criticism and what they have to say and I think that was a huge difference maker in our team and to have players like Jess and and Abby Ursig and McCall, older veteran players who could help just kind of guide us younger players in the right direction and give us their two cents when they knew the right answer or something like that definitely helped and um, I'm hoping they all come back next year, those veterans, and, and help guide us again. Well, Sabrina, I, I just personally want to say, again, congratulations on the, the huge win, the unexpected win from, from many in the media. Just for the record, Baxter and I both picked, picked you to, to yeah, beat we did. the Spirit in the yeah. championship Woo! game. Thank you. Uh, but uh, also, <laughs> you know, good luck as well with your continued international career yes, with Canada. Absolutely, absolutely. We certainly thank wish the best much. for you. Well, thank you so much for taking thank some time you. today, Sabrina. We wish you the best of luck, and we'll uh, talk to you again soon, we hope, all right? Awesome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. There she goes on the shopfutsal.com line. Western New York Flash NWSL champion Sabrina D'Angelo. We will be right back when we come back. Sporting Kansas City defender Saad Abdul Salam will be here with us. Stay tuned. You're listening to Two Up Front presented by Three Lines Pub.
Welcome back to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Era Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan. A fantastic interview last segment with Western New York Flash goalkeeper Sabrina D'Angelo. Great to have a, a champion on the show. Absolutely. And to do that so quickly when she's still recovering from that you, you massive game. You could tell her voice was a little sore, though, from probably yelling during the yeah, game and all absolutely. celebrating and stuff, too. But uh, just an absolute pleasure to have her on the show. Well, we are going to go right back to the shopfutsal.com call-in line and head down to Kansas City, where we get to welcome in Sporting Kansas City defender. He wears number 17. He's from Akron, Ohio, and he is number 17, as we mentioned, Saad Abdul-Salam, and he joins us on the program now. Saad, welcome to Two Up Front, sir. Hey, how are you guys doing? No, we're doing very well, Saad. We are thrilled to have you with us on the show today. Uh, first and foremost, I think we need, to, we need to talk a little bit about the fact that Sporting Kansas City finds themselves in a little bit of a pickle down the last run of games of the regular season. They're, they're still in the playoffs, technically, but it's, uh, it's very, very close right now. What's the, what's the feel around camp right now as you guys just have a couple of games left of the rest of the season? Um, it's, a, it's the same mindset as usual. Uh, that we had the whole season, and that's just to go out and perform our best at every game and try to get results, and that's what's going to come down for these last two games of the season, just to go and get results, find a way to win, and go from there, put ourselves in the best situation for the playoffs. Well, you, like you said, you guys are still you're two points clear of those pesky Portland Thorns behind you, who is a team that Simon likes to support, but we won't talk about that too much. But uh, you guys, you find yourselves kind of all over the place this season. You've had the opportunity to appear in well over half the games this season. You've got six assists as well. Only the second year you've been in MLS overall. How have you seen yourself develop on the field, and how are, is, are things coming a little bit more naturally now to you after you, you made that jump from rookie to the second year? Um, yeah, I definitely feel from my rookie year to this year a lot more comfortable. Um, just getting uh, um, appearances last year and just playing and getting around the guys on the team because, you know, just as if you went to a new team, it takes a little bit for you to get to know uh, their characteristics of a new teammate. And this year, um, I think just playing with the guys more and going through this preseason and just getting out there on the field, I've gained a lot more confidence and I'm a lot more comfortable. And so I think that's improved my play out there this year. Well, and speaking of building confidence, I think one of the things you can look at is you have San Jose and Real Salt Lake left on your schedule. Flip those games around, and that's the order. Uh, you recently beat San Jose 2-1, to and Real Salt Lake is really a wounded animal right now. How are you guys going to approach these last two games of the season? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're a wounded animal, just because in this league, any team can beat anyone, and... Right now, everyone's fighting for a playoff spot, so they're going to give it all they have. And so with that being said, we just got to take it as it is a playoff game. Every game right now is a playoff game. So we got to take it as one, and we got to play as one. Well, I'll, I'll ask you about a personal thing here. It's, it you know... Everybody knows that Caleb Porter tries to get as many zips over to Portland as he possibly can. <laughs> has, he, has there any been, been any word on him trying to get you from Sporting Kansas City? Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, not, not as good. Not as good. <laughs> Were you, well, I, I guess I'm curious, too, from a defender standpoint. I, I had the opportunity to play forward when I, when I was still playing, but you play the defensive side of things, so that means you have to deal with guys in practice, at least, like Benny Fellhaber and Dom Dwyer coming at you consistently. 
because the fact that you get to play against guys that are considered some of the best in MLS and in some cases the best in the world at certain times, does that make you as a, as a defender better or does it make you more vulnerable at times because you're still young trying to, to learn how to defend against guys that you know basically can play this game in their sleep? Um, no, it definitely, it definitely makes you better. Playing against guys of higher quality, it always makes you uh, want to play to their level or even better. So with that being said, uh, maybe my first year, Benny might snuck some by, snuck some passes by me, and Dom might score on me. But this year, I think if you ask them, it's a lot more difficult for them to do that. With only two games left in the regular season, have you have you had a personal moment or a couple moments that have really stood out to you about your performance or games you've been a part of so far this season? Um. No, I can't really say there's a particular game. I just think um, over the span of this year, just playing, I, I feel just I'm, I'm getting more confident and more willing to take risks that I probably would have never done my rookie season. So I think that's helped me get my six assists this year and hopefully a little bit more. Well, speaking of your rookie season, Saad, you did spend some time with the San Antonio Scorpions on loan. How important was that for you, for your development, that instead of sitting on the bench in MLS, getting some game time in the NASL? Uh, that was that was actually like really crucial to me because I was hurt um, in preseason. And so uh, coming back, I wasn't fit, I wasn't in shape. And I'm really grateful for San Antonio wanting me to come out and play with them. And that was a great team, great group of guys. that had a lot of MLS experience and a lot of veterans there. And they just showed me the ropes. I mean, sometimes NHL is, is a great league, too. And it's not as pretty, I guess, if you want to say that, as MLS. They don't really try to pass it around as much. <laughs> a little more physical. And that aspect of the game is actually really big, to just be physical sometimes more or less than to be technical. And that helped me out on that side of the ball. Not a bad stadium. Especially to, as a defender. And not a bad stadium to play in as well if, uh, if you're going to be on loan to an NASL club. No, no, I enjoyed my time in San So as you as you look ahead, Sad, for the rest of I know it's you've only played two professional seasons, but do you have any goals in mind now that you've been able to kind of get through these first two seasons? Be like, all right, now that I've got a pretty good handle on the league, what are some personal things then that you can really start going forward? It's obvious you kind of have your feet planted pretty firmly now, you know, in the MLS world. But what are things that you are going to try to work for towards now even more so? Um. I mean, my goals, I mean, I didn't achieve it this year, but one of my goals next year is hopefully uh, to make the MLS All-Star game. Mm. And then from there, hopefully um, maybe get a national team call-up. I mean, I think that's every player's ultimate goal is to represent their country. So that's something that I'm going to strive for every day. I'm just curious if, if you've heard any communication at all from Jurgen Klinsmann in regards to that. Um, no, I haven't, but I mean... That's not going to discourage me. That's only going to make me work harder until I get back home or hear something about it. One, one thing I'm curious about too, Saad, here before we have to before we let you go. One of the things we hear sometimes from Jurgen Klinsmann and just from national team coaches is that they want their players to to go over to Europe. If if an opportunity like that presented itself, as opposed to a potential as a starting role with SKC, would you be quick to jump on that, or do you think being in the United States gives you the better opportunity to make that call up? Um. No, I think that all comes down to if that move is right for you as a player, um, if it makes sense, and if that league fits you. I think you can't just jump on the first opportunity you get. Um, 
if it's in a league that I think is good, um, I, I would definitely consider it. Do you have a dream team that you'd love to play for or a player that you'd love to play alongside with? Uh, I, miss, I miss my opportunity. Uh, it was Thierry Henry, but he left the league right before I got there. And, I mean, my the team I always watched growing up is Arsenal. So, I mean, that would be a dream come true if I ever got to play for Arsenal. There you go. I mean, I don't think you're, you don't have Belgian heritage at all, do you? If not, then you could go to the national team over there. That's where he's doing some coaching <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, Osad, we really appreciate you you're joining us on the program today. We wish you and Sporting Kansas City the very best of luck mm-hmm. down the stretch. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to an MLS Cup champion in the next couple of weeks as well, if it all works out for you. I hope so. Hey, thanks for your time, Saad. We enjoyed having you. No problem. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. We're going to run to a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. Simon has to jet out of the studio to go and be famous somewhere else. So we will talk to him really fast after the break, and then he's got to get out of here. But you are listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Back after this. Up front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Era Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Simon Provan, you're here and then you're gone, correct? You're I, leaving us I, now? I, that is true. I'm heading out to do an interview with another radio station in town. Hey, here. soccer related? Not soccer related. Oh, okay. Theater related. Theater related. Your, your, your true passion. Not that soccer's not your passion, but theater. Man, they're, they're right up there with each other. Do you have a one and two if you had to? Someone's like, pick one. I, I think somebody have to kill me to... <laughs> Be like, no, it's not. It's it's written on your will somewhere. It's in you know, fifty, sixty years when you finally go, it'll be like, there it is. It's God, family, and then in three is soccer and theater. Soccer theater. Yeah, it's a theater or soccer. Yeah, right. Soccer. <laughs> Either way. All right, Simon, get out of here. We love you. Go away. All right. See ya. All right, Simon will be back, of course, on Thursday uh, when we will welcome in FC Kansas City midfielder Yal Averbush. She'll be joining us and hopefully a couple other guests as well. But we have had a fantastic show. We welcomed in Milwaukee Wave head coach Giuliano Oliviero, Western New York Flash goalkeeper Sabrina D'Angelo, and then we just heard from Sporting Kansas City defender Saad Abdul Salem, all on the shopfutsal.com call in line as well. Uh, we do want to make mention, of course, though, that you can definitely get the show by going to our website, twoupfrontsoccer.com. One other thing I wanted to take a look at really fast, those many people know, the United States did play Cuba 
uh, over this last uh, weekend on Friday. They did prevail 2-0. Chris Wondolowski scoring a goal and having an assist. Julian Green scoring a goal as well. Pretty much everything Simon loves to hate on happened. But uh, it was still kind of a, it was a very intriguing game, to say the least. But uh, we want to get Simon's thoughts more so about that on Thursday. So we certainly uh, are going to have to just kind of cut things short today. So a special thanks, of course, Coach Oliviero, Sabrina D'Angelo, and Saad Abdullah-Salem for joining us. Remember, Tuesdays, Thursdays, 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time and 2upfrontsoccer.com. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn. With our manager being the one above, we are 2upfront. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.